You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, episode number 33. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, the one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. You guys are in for a treat today. That is because I have a special guest, Josh Reference. I think I said that right. Uh, we will be discussing the misconceptions about CrossFit and how to get started on a healthy and or a health and wellness journey. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Josh. Josh, are you ready to make it happen? Yep, I'm here. Awesome. Josh is an engineer, computer nerd, and trivia master. Above all these things, Josh is a natural athlete who was excel- who has excelled in various athletic activities from wrestling to football to his current sport, rugby. When a friend introduced him to CrossFit five plus years ago, he was immediately hooked. He started using it to supplement his rugby training during the offseason. However, it wasn't long before he got competitive, helping his team to the CrossFit Team Regional Competition in 2010 and 2011. Josh, that was just a little bit about who you are. Would you be able to share a little bit more about yourself and how you got started with CrossFit? Sure. Um, I'm originally from Wisconsin, so just north of the border outside of Milwaukee. Um, born in Chicago, but moved to Milwaukee pretty young. Um and then just went to school, like you had said, I'm currently an engineer. That's my full-time job. And then on the side, I run uh, a CrossFit gym with uh, my wife. And then we have a couple other coaches that are on board now, too. Excellent. And, and so what makes you so passionate about CrossFit and what really hooked you? Um, I think I saw what it had done for me and kind of the excitement and 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 how much I enjoyed it, and it got me back into being an athlete. Like be, I, I shouldn't say being an athlete. I should say training like an athlete. Um, it got me back into into that side of things that I definitely um, lacked since I was in high school the last time I had played organized competitive sports. Um, but then not only that is that my wife and I started at the same time, and she had always been around fitness and, and working out, and she had been much more much more disciplined than I was as far as keeping a regular routine. Um, but she really got into it and really found a passion. It was kind of this spark that got lit up in her where she kind of, we started doing it and she had this reaction where she said, this is, this is what I've been looking for. Like, this is what I've needed. Um, we got into CrossFit a few months before we got married. And I think it was like a month before the actual ceremony. She must've had like three or four people compliment her on her arms. Like, Oh, you have really nice arms. And she kind of just goes, you don't understand. I have been trying to have nice arms for years. Like I counted calories in college. I did all these different things and I'm doing two months of CrossFit and now all of a sudden people are complimenting me on my arms. So um, just seeing that kind of passion and, and both other people that I've been exposed to as an athlete and as a coach, um, just, I, I see what it does for people and it made me kind of want to be able to provide that and do that for others. Excellent. Excellent. You know, um, I know a little bit about rugby how challenging is it, just to give people an idea of what it is or give a little overview of what that is? Um, I, I have to do this a lot because a lot of people I, I encourage to come out and watch a game, and, of course, they have no clue what's going on or what the sport is. Um, it's basically like if you've ever watched a football game where a team is down by a few points in the last 
seconds of the game and they take that kickoff and they just continually lateral it and try and get into the score, in the score, it's basically like that for 80 minutes. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so our audience can learn a little bit more about who you are, Josh. What's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Um, hard, hard to pin down one. I have a lot of, I, I just, when you say cool or unique, I say oddities, like weird things about me. Um, okay. but the, the biggest one I think that surprises people is, uh, growing up, I was actually homeschooled for about five, six years from about third grade through eighth grade. And then I, I started regular grade school, was homeschooled for about five, six years and then started back up with high school. Awesome. Awesome. That's why you're so smart. Engineer. <laughs> uh, people would say that's why I'm so socially awkward. Oh, Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, so I want to dive into this whole idea about CrossFit a little bit more um, and, and your facility specifically, because not all CrossFit boxes, I think that's what they're called, uh, run the same, right? Because of the coaches and so forth. So how would you describe to the people, our audience, uh, what your your box is all about? So the main concept of CrossFit is that we've kind of borrowed things from all these different areas of fitness. So we've, we've taken uh, movements and positions and, and exercises from gymnastics, and we've taken Olympic weightlifting, we've taken powerlifting, we've taken some things from the endurance world like running and rowing, and we've kind of put them together in a package that challenges people and pushes them to that area where we think um, or we find that physical changes actually happen. Um, cool things about, well, I don't know if it's a cool thing about human beings, but one of the things about human beings is that we always want to avoid getting too uncomfortable. And what I think CrossFit does well is it gets people to get into that zone where they're a little uncomfortable, where they're kind of pushing that, that envelope. And that's where you start to see the positive adaptations in the body. So people who, like my wife, who've been trying to get really great arms, now are being pushed a little bit more than they would be on their own. And that little bit of a push kind of, kind of makes all the difference. Um, and I think CrossFit has just really found a great way to package that, put people into this group training environment, um, give them the attention of a coach, but also do it at a price that, while is more expensive than like an export gym, is much cheaper than you would get to hire like a personal trainer. Great. That's a really good comparison. And, uh, you know, the more I learn about CrossFit and what it's all about, um, there are specific movements, correct? And, and maybe you can dive into that just a little bit about how, what you've uh, know about these movements and, and clarify some of the, um, I don't know, uh, visions or images that, that some people may have about what CrossFit's all about. Because some of them may just see the, what, ESPN stuff, and that's totally different, right? Right. So, like I said, CrossFit really didn't in, hasn't really invented many movements. There are a couple movements I think we do in CrossFit that you don't see many places. Um, something that we call a thruster which is basically a combination of a front squat into a overhead press. So you just kind of do the two back to back. People know what a front squat is, they know what an overhead press is, we just added the two together. Um, a couple of gymnastics movements too, some people might not be familiar with because I just don't think that many people have done gymnastics training. So maybe work like toes to bar where you basically hang from a, a bar and bring your toes and touch the bar. It's like the most appropriately named movement ever. Um, <laughs> Those are things that people probably don't see very often, um, but do pop up in CrossFit workouts. Now, everything else, yeah, go ahead. From air squats, sit-ups, push-ups, back squats, front squats, um, from the weightlifting world, clean and jerk snatches. 
those are things that those people from those areas of, of sport might be familiar with, but maybe people who are distance runners might not have done much back squatting or front squatting before or vice versa. Cool. And, and you know, there's like this WOD uh, or workout of the day, right? C- can you describe yeah, what so, that's all about and where that came from maybe? Yeah, so so I'm an engineer on, on my regular day job. And one of the jokes about engineers is that, and just engineering and manufacturing in general, is that we love acronyms. Like there's acronyms for everything. And, and your first month or two on a job is just learning what all the acronyms mean. Cross, it's very similar. We have all these acronyms and nicknames for things, and people looking from the outside have no idea what it means. So the whole idea of, of the, the WOD is what it's called, W-O-D, is, is basically short for workout of the day. And when CrossFit started as just a website and one gym out in Santa Cruz, California, they would post this workout of the day on their website on, Saturday, on whatever day it was, and that was the workout that you had to do that day. And so everyone who went into the gym, that's what you would do. People who followed it online and worked out in their own garage, they did that workout of the day. Um, it used to be that most of the CrossFit gyms kind of followed, we call it main sites, CrossFit.com. Um, we would follow main sites programming. But now CrossFit has kind of grown and expanded that most gyms will program a specific workout for their own gym um, every day. And even some gyms will have specialized classes. So you might have some gyms that are more heavy, or not gyms, but some classes that are more heavy workout barbell-based, and other workouts or day uh, classes might be more body weight um, and longer time domain. Um, but basically, whenever we're talking about the WOD, we're referring to the workout of the day or the workout you're going to do in that class. Got it, got it. Now, I, I created my own workouts of the day, but I didn't call them wads or anything like that. What makes a CrossFit workout a CrossFit workout, just to be clear for the, my audience? So there's a lot of different formats. Usually what we're trying to do in a CrossFit workout is, like I said, we're trying to kind of push and get get people to kind of push that edge. And the way you kind of do that is, one, you put them in a group environment. So I might be in a class with a woman who's 50 years old, she's got several kids, um, and we're obviously not going to be the same athletic skill or the same fitness level. However, by just putting us in the same room doing the same workout, maybe not the same weights, maybe not quite the exact same movements, but the similar kind of stimulus. Like I might be expected to get a full depth squat. She might, because of of where she's at in her fitness level, might only be required to do a, a half squat or a parallel squat, or I'll use 100 pounds and she'll just do an air squat being in that same room with that person, you can't just kind of help but look out of the corner of your eye what that other person is doing and make sure that you don't get beaten by the, the 50-year-old woman or the 50-year-old woman is sitting here going, oh, I can hang I can keep up with that 30-year-old guy. He thinks he's so tough, you know, and, it, and that's kind of what gets people to, to push them um, to where they need to be to really feel those improvements. Um, so that's, as far as, uh, that's the kind of like the attitude and how we get the, that, that pushing, that motivation. Um, the way we do it is, is there's different types of workouts um, depending on what the coach has kind of set up for that day or what we're trying to accomplish. Some we would call uh, time-based where mm. here's a list of things you have to do and we want you to complete that list of things as fast as possible. You can take breaks wherever you want, but your goal is to have the lowest time you can possibly have. Um, other times we might have a workout where you say, um, this workout is 10 minutes long uh, one round is comprised of five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats, and you have to do as many rounds as possible in that 10-minute time, time period. Mm. Um, those are kind of the two primary ones. There's some other ones you see once in a while. Uh, because we love acronyms, we call it an EMOM, E-M-O-M, which stands for every minute on the minute. 
So we'll have a running clock, and you have one minute to, say, do one clean and jerk and two front squats. And then as soon as you finish those movements, you can set the bar down. You can rest the rest of the minute. And as soon as the next minute clicks over, you have to do the same thing over again. And that'll be for set, some set time period, 8, 10, 15 minutes, whatever the case may be. So those are just some of the kind of flavors we have um, in our in our WOD or our workout of the day. Um, in our gym, personally, we call that our conditioning portion. Um, in our usual workouts of the day, though, we will also include a mobility or skill portion where we practice um, particularly technical skills, whether they be gymnastics or, or just some basic uh, barbell movements or, or whatever the case may be. And then we also work on mobility, which uh, in the CrossFit world is talking about improving um, basic mechanics in certain movements or trying to increase range of motion um, so that we can reach, uh, whether we can get fully extended overhead without sacrificing our, our spinal position, whether we can get a full depth squat. And we have different drills and various things that we can do to help improve people's movements. Um, after that, we'll usually have a strength portion where we'll do, it could be as simple as five-by-five five back squats, or we could have um, uh, a front squat session based off percentages of your one rep max. We could have a day where, all right, guys, we're going to set the clock for 20 minutes. You have 20 minutes to establish a one rep max uh, overhead press, things like that. So the nice thing about CrossFit and the real appeal of it is that every day you come into class, it's going to be a different workout. And that kind of... Um, constant changing of the workout one keeps people interested keeps people challenged and two also helps kind of develop this well-rounded fitness that we try and strive for um, my favorite shirt that i saw that i've seen from across the gym is it says we want to outrun the lifters and outlift the runners and i think that kind of speaks towards what we're trying to accomplish sweet i i hear you i hear you, you know the variety aspect of things is so important for people where yeah, obviously you want to prevent plateaus and you want to keep people interested and and that's that's the variety part of it I think and that's so so important. Now, as far as the types of people you think CrossFit is good for, and I'm sure there is a particular model or types of person who who do you think would be um a good client for CrossFit and for yourself? I really do. The company line is that CrossFit is for everyone, and I really truly believe that. Um, I have worked out side-by-side side with people who are 17, 18-year-old teenagers up to women who are 65, 70 years old. Um, it really is for everybody. And while what each person needs as far as intensity is going to be different, like I said, I'm not going to use the same weights as a 55-year-old grandfather. Um, but we all as humans kind of need the same things. We all need to squat. We all need to press. We all need to go through those full range of motions and being able to express um, the mechanics that our bodies are kind of built to perform, um, not only just from a health standpoint, but also just how you use those things and how you carry out your day-to-day -day life. You've got to be able to sit down, stand up, go up the stairs without assistance. We don't, we want to make sure that we're fully expressing all these physical gifts and these physical abilities that we have. Um, so really it doesn't matter how old or young you are. I think it's definitely something that is great for everyone. Um, in regards to the personality type or, or the type of person, it really appeals to the people who don't mind working hard and want to be challenged and to improve themselves. Um, if you just want to show up and check that box and just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to the gym every day, it's probably not going to be a good fit for you. You're probably not going to get what you want out of it because it's, it's going to push you. It's going to challenge you. 
Um, but if you're someone who constantly wants to improve, who wants to be able to kind of objectively track your progress, uh, you want to learn new things and, and get better at, at certain skills, absolutely it, it appeals to those types of people. Great, great answer. You know, I, I teach a lot of TRX, as you know what TRX is, and uh, you get a lot of people who are like, uh, body weight training, moving my own body weight, and, and uh, they get a little, uh, not intimidated, but just they don't understand, the, so they don't try. Uh, how do you overcome some of those people who have maybe concerns or fears about CrossFit? So we get that a lot. Um, there's a couple things that usually happen. Um, one, one, my wife is very into Olympic lifting and lifting heavy weights. And so the number one answer that kind of looks like nails in the chalkboard for her is when we have women come in and say, well, I don't, I don't want to get bulky. Like they think that they touch a barbell and they're going to turn into the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> um, so that's that's one of the, and that's not necessarily a CrossFit misconception. I think that's just a misconception of weight training in general. Um, I think one of the the major misconceptions I see in CrossFit is that it's a bunch of people thrown together in a box, throwing barbells around without any real instruction, um, causing injuries and hurting themselves and doing things exactly. that are dangerous. Um, one one. I can kind of see that happen. I understand completely that misconception. Um, one, like you had kind of alluded to before, each CrossFit gym is a little different. Um, we associate with CrossFit in that we can use that name, that we employ CrossFit methods, but how we go about doing that is going to be different. Um, I would pretty much say it's the same thing as any other kind of service-based business, whether it's personal training or being a mechanic or doing different things. Absolutely, in that field, there are people who are at the top of their game who are fantastic, who care about their, their customers or their athletes, and they're very careful with how they make them move and how they teach and they emphasize certain form of technique. At the same time, there are also some bad apps in the bunch that really just care about getting bodies in, giving them a really tough workout, making sure they leave. You know, They'll program nothing but 20 to 25-minute workouts every day because they think people want to feel crushed like they got hit by a truck, mm-hmm. which, sure, maybe you want to feel like that once in a while, but you also want that person able to come back to you, you know, two, three, four times a week so that they can start to progress, they can see some improvement. Um, if you're beating them with a sledgehammer every time, it's just not going to happen. So really there is, and because there are so many CrossFit gyms, it's very difficult and um, challenging for people who are new to it to identify this is a good gym, this is not a good gym, or these are good trainers that are going to care about my uh, progress and my form and my technique and my safety and there are others who are just trying to you know get people in the gym Got it. so I, I don't think it's any different than any other service industry i just think because crossfit has kind of become this really explosive it's it's getting huge it's getting really popular it's kind of easy to to pick on the new kids or at least to pick on what's popular um and, and like i said there are some cases where that is true but overall, the majority of cases and most trainers and, and other gyms that I've been to do a very good job of handling new clients. They bring them on slowly. They make sure they emphasize the technique. They're teaching the proper form. They're not letting people use more weight than they're capable of doing you know, with good technique. So overall, I think it's good, but that doesn't necessarily mean everyone's good. Super. And, you know, Josh, I'm sure you have this intro class or something like that. Walk me through an experience, uh, someone new going into your box what would they experience? Sure. So due to the uniqueness of CrossFit, not every gym runs the same thing. But like you said, I can, I can give you an example of what we do. Um, some gyms do a little bit more extensive than we do. Some do less. Uh, what we've started, we've kind of changed this over the years. We've been open for three years and we've had different iterations of this. Uh, currently, our, we call it our 30-day kickstart. We advertise it at the beginning of every month. 
Um, it starts off with three classes a week for two weeks. So at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, um, you will come in. You will be in a class with other beginners. There will be uh, We cap that class at about five people right now because we want to be able to give extra attention to every person who's, who's new and who's there for the, to, to learn all these techniques, these movements. And over these six classes, so two weeks during that three class a week, we've set out a curriculum that on day one we're going to cover these movements and the workout's going to be this. On day two, we're going to cover these movements. We're going to refresh on the movements we learned last time. And kind of each class builds upon the other uh, up to a point where after those six classes, we have pretty much introduced these new athletes to uh, the majority of movements they will see in our CrossFit workouts. We've introduced them to some of the vernacular and the acronyms that we like to use. Uh, we as coaches have gotten to know our athletes and where they come from, what are their physical capabilities, what's their current fitness level, do they have any mobility issues or injury issues that we have to be aware of. And then after those first two weeks of structured classes, they are free to come to any class, any regular CrossFit class that they want for the next two weeks. And at that point, uh, after that, um, they would have to sign up for our membership, which is either an unlimited monthly or we do offer punch cards as well. Super, super. So they really get the full experience of learning, trying, and, and just seeing if this is a good fit for them, right? Yeah, because we don't want people to come in when it is not a good fit. Like I said, CrossFit, I think, can be for everyone, but there are definitely people out there who either enjoy working out alone or they're trying to do different things or maybe they're trying to specialize. They're trying to, to train for a marathon or they're trying to train for powerlifting competition. And CrossFit is not going to be great for those kind of specialists. We are a general physical preparedness program. We kind of want to be jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Um, <laughs> but in those six classes plus the two weeks, people get a really good feel for CrossFit. After the setup classes, um, they definitely aren't – they don't come to class and kind of look around and going, what's the WAD again? What's, what's that mm -hmm. stand for? They kind of know what to expect. Um, the other handy thing is we do run it side-by-side side with a regular class. So even though we're on separate sides of the gym, they warm up with our regular athletes that are attending our regular classes so that when they start coming, they already know some people, some faces are familiar, they know some names. Um, that really helps get people integrated in the community too. Because even though we've kind of talked about you know, what is CrossFit from a technical standpoint, um, some of the things, the, the real reason why it's so successful and why it's been so great um, is, yeah, the workouts are great, they challenge you, all that stuff, but what keeps people coming back and keeps them into it is that the community that's formed within that gym. Um, I went to an export for months. I don't know the name of a single person that was there. I went to a CrossFit gym for two weeks, and I knew the names of almost everyone that I was working out with on a regular basis. Um, most of my friends out in the suburbs now are people that I met through CrossFit, either at my gym or um, through competitions or different things like that. And it's really kind of the thing that binds everyone together, binds everyone together, keeps them coming back for more, gets them to kind of go outside their comfort zone. Um, and like I said, really overall is what kind of helps drive them towards that improvement and reaching their fitness goals. Super. Do you, do you find that uh, people... Uh, do CrossFit three days a week, four days a week, five days a week? It all depends, I understand, but in your opinion, what would be sort of the recommended uh, number of visits? So what we usually do is we tell people to listen to their bodies. Um, there are the, the real, and this is the tricky part, and you'll probably understand this too from, from training other people, um, there is being too sore to work out 
And then there's also being a little bit sore where a workout will actually do you some good. Mm. Um, it does take some experience to kind of learn what's what. But we tell people, look, if, if you – I kind of tell people this. I was like, if you feel that after a light warm-up, you'd be okay to, to work out, come in and, and let's do the workout. If you think after a workout you still feel a little sore, a little stiff, go ahead and take a rest day. Um, I think the normal pattern I've seen from people and also what CrossFit HQ is kind of um, – not push, but what they recommend is three days on, one day off. So work out three days in a row, take a day off. Work out three days in a row, take a day off. Um, some people I do have come in uh, four or five days a week. Um, I used to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, take off Thursday, work out Friday, Saturday, take off Sunday. That was my regular schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone kind of finds a pattern that works for them. But typically to start out, three days a week is probably average and it's a good way to establish that habit of coming to the gym. And then people kind of transition there to four or five days a week, whatever works out with their schedule. Awesome, awesome. By the way, we're getting so close to the end of this show. Can you believe it? <laughs> Got a few more minutes. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. But so much value and so much information. Just the last few questions here, Josh, for you, and we'll let you go. Um, what is the overall philosophy in terms of health and wellness with you? You can summarize a little bit. I think you shared a little bit earlier. Yeah, so my wife and I, we've kind of talked about this. We're, we're in our mid-30s, so I'm, I'm 34, she's 35. Um, I used to be a very heavy competitive athlete, and what has really happened for me over, I'd say, the last five years, uh, one, one of the things that's really helped is that I still play competitive sports. Like you had mentioned before, I still play rugby. And one of the things I've actually noticed in playing rugby is that our games are on Saturdays, and when I started playing at the age of 22, 23, I'd – play on Saturday. I'd watch NFL football on Sunday while I was a little sore and banged up. I might be a little sore still on Monday. And then by the time practice rolled around on Tuesday, I was 100% ready to go. As I've gotten older, I found I play on Saturday. I'm sore. I don't want to move Sunday. I'm still sore and don't want to move on Monday. I'm still banged up on Tuesday. Um, I might not be 100% until maybe the following Thursday. So that, that healing process has gotten a little slower for me. Um, it's much harder for me to stay if I don't work out on a regular basis, it's much harder for me to stay in shape. So for me, what CrossFit provides is that environment and that structure for me to get my regular exercise in, my regular um, stretching and flexibility and all that good stuff that's good for me. And the end goal being when I am 60, 70, hopefully 80 years old, I'm able to get around. I have full functioning joints. I can move. I can sit up. I don't need anyone's help. Um, I'm putting in the time now so that I have that time later when I'm older to still do the things I want to do and experience the things I want to experience and not have to worry about those health drawbacks, those physical drawbacks, things like that. And that's kind of what it it provides for me. I'm not out there to lift the most weight in the gym. It's great if I do, awesome, but I'm there to make sure that I set up this this lifestyle that I can, one, maintain, and two, provide me those benefits that that we know exercise does. Totally hear you. I'm all about that right now as well. so do you have three fitness tips, Josh, about health and wellness that you'd like to share with our audience from your viewpoint? Maybe one more if you want. Sure. Um, number one that I tell people is start. Um, it, it's, it's kind of the, the funny thing we get a lot with CrossFit, and we're not the only gym to experience it, is that people say, oh, I can't do CrossFit. I have to get in shape to do CrossFit. And I'm like, Really, CrossFit is just exercising. So what you're basically saying is that you have to exercise so that you can exercise. Really, the the number one important thing is that you just start doing something physical, whether it's going for walks around your block, starting a light jogging program, 
um, yoga, all types of avenues that you can follow just to get in that regular habit of making something physical um, a part of your, not necessarily daily routine, but regular routine, whether it's two, three days, four days a week. Um, number two is that you have to give it time. Um, one, it, th- another reason behind our kind of 30-day kickstart program is that it takes about three, four weeks for people to develop a habit, even more so if it's a habit they've never had before. So by getting them into this one-month program, it kind of gets them into that normal habit of, I'm going to, okay, I go to the gym Monday, I go to the gym Tuesday, I go to the gym Thursday. Those are my days. I've set aside that time for me to, to go to the gym and start working out. So establishing that routine, that pattern, as soon as you do that, what you'll find is, you'll start missing it. So if you miss a workout, you'll be like, oh, I didn't get to the gym today. I feel, I feel like garbage. Um, I couldn't go to the gym, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to do a little bodyweight workout in my garage. And, and that's great. And that's that kind of that craving and that habit you want to you develop. Um, the third one, um, you have to, I, I guess you have to find, there, there's so many things out there. You had mentioned TRX, and I love TRX. I want to start including it in some of the things that we do in our gym moving forward as we start to expand and grow. I think there's a lot of things it provides, a lot of things it can do. That being said, I also think there's a ton of benefit from yoga. There's a ton of benefit from powerlifting, from Olympic lifting, from gymnastics. Go out there and kind of find what works for you, and then once you've established that pattern and you've kind of found what works for you, start dabbling and trying other things. Um, my wife and I, we both started out with CrossFit, and um, my wife has kind of transitioned, not necessarily transitions, but she's definitely found a passion for Olympic weightlifting, so much the fact that she's competed at nationals for two out of the last four years. Um, she really loves Olympic weightlifting. It's a big part of her training. She still does her CrossFit stuff too, but she definitely has that Olympic lifting focus, and she really loves it. Um, we've got a guy in our gym who was very, very overweight. He was over 300 pounds. He's now, I think he's passed up me. I think he's under 240 now. And he has found, not only does he love the CrossFit stuff, but he's kind of set a goal for himself to run a half marathon in all 50 states. And I think he's through like 15 or 16 states, but he kind of found that, that kind of little habit, that little passion on the side. So, you know, even though you kind of find that routine, always kind of be, have your eyes and, and ears out for something else that might interest you. You always want to try those different things and, and add it to your fitness routine or find out that maybe it's not for you and find something else. Absolutely. You know, I have to uh, second the first one you said, which was start. And, and I'll consult with someone and they're like, you know, I'll, I'll lose weight first before I start exercising. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Why def- not do both? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the time thing, absolutely. You want to give something some time before you uh, make a decision. And, and choosing alternative movement pattern, exercises, yoga, any other modality that it resonates with the, per- the type of person, I totally agree with that tip. Totally. Um, what or how do people get a hold of you, Josh? And do you have any last piece of advice or suggestions for our audience? Uh, so to get a hold of me, uh, you can find our gym. Uh, it's CrossFit EPC. Uh, the business name is Epic Power and Conditioning, but the CrossFit name is CrossFit EPC, um, and that's at CrossFitEPC.com. Um, you can also get a hold of me directly either through the phone number on the website. That is my personal cell phone, so you can text and call it and get a hold of me directly. Um, I'm usually pretty close to my phone during the day, so I usually can answer everything that comes in. Um, if you can't uh, get a hold of me that way, you can email me directly at josh at com. 
So maybe a pretty simple way to get a hold of me. And again, that ties into my phone, so I'm very accessible. I try to get back with, to people within the hour. Um, the gym itself is located in Lincolnshire, Buffalo Grove. It's kind of this weird, like right on the border. I think our mailing address says Buffalo Grove, but mm-hmm. Google Maps says we're in Lincolnshire, so I'm not quite sure what town we're in, but we're right there. Um, and those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Um, final, I guess, final word of advice is that sometimes, um, I guess for a lot of people, especially if you haven't been involved in sports or you're just trying to get in shape for the first time, you've never done any exercise before, it can be a little intimidating to go to a gym, um, whether it's an export or a CrossFit gym or anything, maybe especially a CrossFit gym because people see CrossFit games on a, on a TV and they think everyone looks like that. Um, I will tell you right now that uh, 99 out of 100 people you will meet at a CrossFit gym look nothing like that. They look like normal people um, like you, like me, um, like anyone you would see off the street. Uh, it, it really is a matter of when you show up at the gym, everyone who's there will respect you for the decision that you've made and encourage you to make those changes in your life that you want to make. And if you go someplace that they you don't get that feeling or you, or you don't have that, find someplace else to go. Because I will tell you there are way more people out there that will support you and encourage you and cheer you on for what you're doing than will say anything disparaging about it. Um, if, you, if you've ever watched across the games on TV, it's on ESPN every once in a while, I encourage you to do it because one of the things, when I went there a few years ago, one of the things that's amazing, and it, it happens at the games, it happens at every CrossFit gym across the country, um, the people who get the loudest cheers at the CrossFit games are not the people who finish first. They're actually the people who finish last. The people who finish last get the crowd going more than anything else. The people who struggle with a weight that might be really heavy for them or a personal record for them, the ones that fail at rep after rep and then finally get at the end, those are the ones that people remember, that people cheer on, because everyone knows that feeling. Like, not necessarily all of us know what it's like to win a championship or be the fittest, fittest man on earth, but all of us know what it's like to kind of struggle with something and to finally overcome it. So I think that's what kind of gets everyone jacked up and gets them all amped up for those people to come out and do that kind of thing. So really the that's even more of a reason for people to start if they've never done it before. Powerful stuff, Josh. I knew this would be an awesome, awesome interview. Um, very powerful information, valuable, great knowledge and wisdom. I'm, I'm thinking here, maybe your wife should be on this podcast too someday. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, hey, she'd, she'd be available. Awesome. We'll have to set that up. But um, it was a fast 30, like I said. Uh, very good information. I really appreciate your time. Uh, we definitely got to head out there and uh, meet you personally as well one day. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come. I just want to say really, really glad you had me on. I really appreciate the time and getting to ask the questions and kind of getting some of these, these rumors out of the way. And, and I think it's just really beneficial and really great what you're doing. I'm very glad to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll let you go tonight, and uh, we'll t- see you soon. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.